What gives you hope? What gives you hope? At its most basic level, hope is the belief that good things lie ahead, that tomorrow will be better than today. Without hope, there is negativity, but with hope, there is possibility and growth. We are in week three of our message series based on Matthew Kelly's book, Holy Moments. If you're new here or just visiting, welcome. We're glad you're here. As a parish, we see it as our job to help everyone in our community and beyond along the better path to a better life through Jesus Christ. And when we have holy moments, we take big steps along that path and help others to do the same. Holy moments are the key to becoming everything that God has created you to be. And holy meaning, unholy moments rather, lead to the meaning, happiness, and fulfillment for which we all long. A holy moment is a single moment when you open and make yourself available to God, you set aside your self-preference, and then you do whatever it is you think God is asking you to do. Each of us have the capacity to work with God to create holy moments or not. Today we're gonna to talk about how holy moments make you more hopeful and how holy moments make others more hopeful too. In Victor Hugo's play Les Mis, the main character, Jean Valjean, gets caught stealing silverware from an elderly bishop. When he's brought back to return the silverware, the bishop sort of sets him free by saying that the silverware was a gift. Now, this action turned out to be two holy moments. It was a holy moment for the bishop because he used it as an opportunity to show mercy and he had hope that this action could touch Jean Valjean's heart. And it was a moment for Jean Valjean because he let it change the course of his life. That single act of kindness gave him hope. When you have a holy moment, you give hope by shining light in the darkness. And let's face it, there's a lot of darkness in the world. There's world hunger, there's the continuing war in Ukraine and other places, there's economic uncertainty, political polarization, all of the tragedies and evils that we see in the news, all of the stress and anxiety that we have to carry in our lives. And then there's all the ways that I, as an individual, continue to fail and so much more. When we have unholy moments, we add to that pile of darkness. But when we have holy moments, we shine a light in the darkness. As, as creatures created in the image and likeness of God, each of us have the gift of free will. So we can change for the better, which is to grow, or we can change for the worse, which is to decay. You can change from the better by becoming more patient, more generous, more humble, compassionate, or courageous. Or you can change for the worse by becoming more angry, stingy, prideful, selfish, or rude. Changing for the better brightens the future and makes you a better version of yourself. Whereas changing for the worse darkens your future, pulls you down, and makes you the worst version 
of yourself. Holy moments give you hope because they are a direct participation in God's plan of loving, of loving goodness. And holy moments give, help, give hope to others because we are all in this together and each holy moment can set off a chain reaction of subsequent holy moments. In our gospel today, Jesus is at the beginning of his public ministry. He's been baptized by John, he's been tempted in the desert, and now he leaves his hometown at about the age of 30. But Jesus doesn't want to go it alone, so he calls others to join him in his ministry. First, it is two brothers, Peter and Andrew, and Jesus says to them, come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. And he continues on a little ways and he sees two other brothers and he gives them the same invitation to to James and to John. Jesus entered their lives while they were simply going about their ordinary work of life as fishermen. But in them, Jesus saw the potential for something greater. It was a holy moment because their hearts were opened and they were willing to set aside their self-preference and then do what they thought God was asking them to do. And when they received God's invitation, they must have felt in their hearts that, that good things, that hope lay ahead. And that's why they were able to leave everything. In the same way, Jesus enters our lives, and it's up to us to choose to respond to his invitations or not. And this happens many times a day in those special moments that could be holy moments. Moments when we have the opportunity to share in some small way or big way God's truth, beauty, and goodness. Like when you do a chore around the house that isn't technically your job to do, when you encourage somebody with a a smile or a word of praise, or when you feel like God is tugging at your heart and you decide to follow that inspiration. These things and things like them make your tomorrow better than your today. And these same things give hope to others. After Jesus called Peter, James, and John, they went around the area teaching, proclaiming the good news of the gospel, and curing every disease and illness among the people. I'm sure those first disciples had no idea what they were in for when they left everything to follow Jesus. But from those first holy moments, subsequent holy moments followed. There's no question that those disciples grew immensely in the three years that they spent with Jesus. Did they become perfect? No, of course not. The Gospels go on to tell stories of their rivalries, denials, betrayals, ignorance, and cowardice. But again, God chose them anyway. And even though they would go on to have many sufferings and make many sacrifices, I'm sure that if we were to ask them, would you do it again? They would say without a hint of hesitation, absolutely. And I'm sure they would say absolutely doubly so when they would think of all of the hope and all of the holy moments that were spread as a result of their ministry. And now Jesus says to you, come after me and I will make you 
a fisher of men. And now Jesus says to you, come after me and I will make you a fisher of men. For just about all of us, heeding this call doesn't mean that we have to leave our family or our occupation. We can do it right where we are now in the midst of our ordinary everyday life by having holy moments and giving hope. In the book that we've been giving out, Matthew Kelly challenges us to share this concept of holy moments with at least three other people. I've given away a bunch of the books and I hope you do too. For a few of my friends, I'm sending them a copy of the book. I'm just gonna put a simple note inside. This note's gonna say, you know, dear so-and-so, this book helped me understand how we can use little moments to bring more goodness into the world and how doing so helps us have more happiness and meaning ourselves. I hope it does for you. If you've read the book, you know that you can order. They'll send you, you just have to pay shipping and handling, six free copies, it's seven bucks online. But you can do that if you want. But we ordered, when we were ordering the books, we ordered a bunch extra in the hope that you would simply take them and share them with people in your life. Will everyone who receives a book read it and then start practicing holy moments in their lives? At the last mass, someone said yes, but (laughs) I guess they're more hopeful than you. (laughs) No, probably not, not everyone's going to do it. But for those who do, it might be just the thing that gives them hope and that helps them live with more meaning, purpose, and happiness. And then just think of the chain reaction of holy moments you could start. So, right now, off the top of your head, who are three people you could share holy moments with? 